Welcome everybody, my name is Corey Allen, and of course, this is The Overton Report. Now, today is a special episode. We are going to be discussing the uh, situation with the Charleston County School Board and all of the insanity that's been going on there. Now, if you don't know, the Charleston County School Board held a meeting where uh, the superintendent, Eric Galian, doctor of something, doctor of something, Eric Galian, he was placed on a paid leave while an investigation is taking place based on a formal complaint, at least one, maybe more, uh, of a hostile work environment and retaliate, uh, retaliatory actions. Now, as you would expect, the, the if you've been following this in, in any form, sort, or fashion, uh, it's no surprise that leftists in Charleston... Uh, are are up in arms, flabbergasted, extremely angry because the majority of the Charleston County School Board uh, are conservative. More specifically, the majority of the Charleston County School Board were endorsed or supported by Moms for Liberty in Charleston. Now, Tara Wood, she is the chair of Charleston Moms for Liberty. Now, you might not know this, but the very first events at the school board and their protests and all of that that Moms for Liberty did in Charleston or in South Carolina at all, we put those together. The Overton Report, we, we worked with them and, and we've worked with them ever since. This current situation is nothing short of exactly the same thing that leftists always do. Either we win or else we will destroy everything. Give us what we want or else we will call everybody racist. Give us what we want or else we will tear it all down. Because that's what terrorists do, isn't it? And that's what the left always does. Uh, They did the exact same thing a couple of years ago during the uh, Coalition for Kids era in Charleston County School Board politics, and you'll learn more about that later in an interview that we did. But but today, this is a special episode about this individual issue, and I reached out to uh, State Representative Matt Lieber of District 116. He's also running in the Republican primary for State Senate against Sandy Sen. We discussed the situation because the left decided to force the legislative delegation, meaning every state senator and state uh, state house representative in Charleston, they were all forced to come together for some, some struggle session meeting to denigrate and degrade the majority of the school board in Charleston County. And we're going to talk a little bit about that with with Matt Lieber. And we also spoke with a community activist who has done more for Charleston County schools than any private citizen that I know. He's done more to help the community, uh, help the the kids who, you know, really need help. 
in the Charleston area, uh, Jonathan Thrower. Many people know him as Shakimaket. We discuss this situation at hand with both of them at length. And those interviews are going to be basically the, the meat of today's episode. So before we get into that, I want to let you know you can follow us uh, at theovertonreport.substack.com. We're going to be writing a piece that kind of explains all of this stuff in detail later on this week, so you'll be able to find us there. You can hear us every Tuesday night on bigpatriotradio.com at 7 p.m. with an encore at 8. And also, definitely give us a follow on Facebook. Just search The Overton Report and uh, Corey Allen, my name, will pop up. Or search Corey Allen. I'm the one with the blue check. So let me tell you a little bit about this situation in Charleston. The legislative delegation, when they held their little meeting, the superintendent, Dr. Eric Galian, has decided to sue the Charleston County School District. He is currently the, 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 the superintendent, and because he cares so much about where the money of taxpayers is spent, he's trying to get the school district to give him that money while being on paid administrative leave during a warranted investigation that is required because of a formal complaint. He's filing this lawsuit claiming racism on the Moms for Liberty endorsed candidates. And that's another little buzzword that, that, that they've tried to use recently. All of the, the uh, board members that are in the majority were endorsed by Moms for Liberty in Charleston. And they're all racist. Never mind that Carlotta Bailey, one of them, is, is, a, is a black lady, right? She's also a U.S. veteran and uh, a Christian. So that means ignore her. She doesn't matter. She's also part of white supremacy, right? Because that's what they do, isn't it? Always. But basically, a meeting was held and Dr. Galen was placed on administrative leave. There was a FOIA violation, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but basically the FOIA violation was specifically because when the school board went into executive session to discuss investigating the formal complaint against Dr. Galen and, and when they put him on an administrative paid leave, that wasn't listed on the agenda, and that's the egregious FOIA violation and breaking the law or whatever. Well, as of right now, tomorrow, the 12th of October, they will be having a special called meeting that does comply with the FOIA law, discussing and voting on the exact same things in order to make it all on the up and up. That's more than you could ever say for any leftist ever. <laughs> they would just say, well, we did it anyway, so get over it. But no, the school board, they're going to redo the entire situation in order to abide by the law, because that is uh, what the conservative side of Americans are all about, right? Rule of law. So that's going to happen tomorrow. I don't want to get too deep into this, because I do want these interviews to kind of be the crux of this episode. 
But basically, after putting Dr. Eric Galian on administrative paid leave and voting unanimously to carry out an investigation into the formal complaints against him, the minority leftists on the board, like the minority of leftists on the board and leftist activists in Charleston, South Carolina, have gone to extreme lengths to throw every slanderous, stupid, baseless slur at the majority of board members who are conservatives. They're racist, they're bigots, they're anti-woman, they're anti-black, they're anti-this, they're (laughs) anti-that. And the list goes on and on. The real problem that a lot of people are having, the majority, remember, this is a majority of the school board who are being accused of all these, these egregious things, okay? So that means that a majority of voters chose a majority of the board. And the problem that I'm hearing over and over is that the board members who are being accused of all these things in the public, and we're talking Post and Courier, Live 5, ABC News 4, everywhere, the state, they're being accused of all of these, these of being hateful and bigoted and blah, 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 homophobic, name it, name it. They're being accused of it. But it's dead silence from the majority of the board members, the ones that are being attacked. And a lot of people want to stand with them and stand up for them. But but all of those people, and I've spoken to a lot of people about this, they don't know what to do because it's impossible to stand up with somebody if that person is not standing with you. Do you see? So the the main complaint that I'm getting and I think it's a valid complaint, is that these board members are being accused of all of these things, but they're not speaking out. They're not standing against the accusations. They're not explaining the reasons that they've made various decisions that they've made. They're not, they're not fighting back in the realm where this battle is being fought, which is the public. And that is causing a lot of their supporters to kind of just be aimless and not know what to do. And so the goal of this episode is to speak to those school board members and let them know that we have their back, but they have to stand up. They have to be there in order for us to stand beside them. They must stand. Do you see? And that's not a critique. That's not it's not me being combative. It's just the fact of the matter. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first person that I spoke with on this issue, uh, and this will give you a little bit more insight into the uh, the FOIA law, uh, the illegality of it, the legal issues of the meetings that were called, and the legislative delegations moves in their hearing. You'll uh, you'll definitely not want to miss this. This is me and Matt Lieber. So without further ado, let me go ahead and get Matt Lieber of District 116 on the line.
So yeah, we're joined uh, by Matt Lieber, the state representative for District 116, which is a lot of that's in Charleston County. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, uh, 90% of my district is Charleston County. I have uh, Edisto Beach is the only part that's outside of uh, Charleston County, and that's Collin County. Okay. Well, hey, man, th- uh, you know, thanks for talking to us about this issue with the Charleston County School Board. Uh, it's been kind of fi- of a fiasco, huh? Well, yeah, you know, my, my major critique uh, with them is the uh, inability, apparently, to follow FOIA laws, reference public meetings and announcements, and um, executive committee, going into executive committee appropriately. Uh, so, yeah, and, I, and I, I did ask the AG for opinion on this back in June when they were contemplating hiring the uh, superintendent. And, the, you know, you had the problems with all of that. And the AG alluded that they, there were some problems with how they uh, followed the FOIA at that point. And then it really said there were some problems recently with uh, FOIA from their seventh, uh, I guess it was September 25th meeting. Right. Okay. So back in, you know, I think that Charleston has had some issues, or the Charleston County School Board it had some issues in like 2022 and, and even prior to that with the last iteration of the school board following FOIA rules. So there's just it's really been kind of a kind of an issue. And for, for those who don't uh, who don't know what we're talking about. So uh, September 25th, a meeting, uh, a school board meeting happened. And that is when the school board went into executive session. And in that executive session, they voted to p- put forward an investigation into Superintendent Eric Galeon. Uh, regarding a formal complaint of a hostile work environment. Uh, and, and in that same meeting, they voted uh, to have put him on paid administrative leave. And apparently the way that they did that, uh, they didn't tell the public that they were going to go into executive session. And that is where the FOIA laws came into, uh, came into issue. So was that the, so, so, then, just a couple of days ago, the legislative delegation called a hearing about this whole situation. Was the reason that that hearing was called because of the FOIA issues, or was, was it because of the to, the whole situation? Yeah, I, I don't remember, I don't recall the word FOIA being used at all during that delegation meeting. And so what folks have to understand is that the Republicans hold the majority in the House delegation. Mm-hmm. In a delegation, and therefore also in the joint delegation, where the joint delegation is where the power really lies. But traditionally, uh, the majority party will take the joint delegation uh, chairmanship, which is Joe Bustos right now, and then they'll take one of the other two, the Senate or the House delegation chairmanship. And so Chip Campson, Senator Campson, is the uh, chairman for the Senate, and then we gave the chairmanship to the for the House to Leon uh, Stravinsky. So I I kind of think you know tradition is great and gentlemen's agreements are, are great, but I don't know. I think the majority should have kept all the chairmanships. But since Leon had that chairmanship, he was able to call a meeting since he's chairman of the House mm-hmm. delegate. He did so. But so this whole thing was uh, I like what you how you placed it earlier was that it was a, a malice. Struggle session, a struggle session. Yeah. And, and, you know, at one point, uh, Senator Sandy Sin, she even 
called it into the public. Like after hearing all of these, after like an hour and a half of people, you know, railing, calling the school board majority, you know, every name of the book, racist, bigoted, what anti-woman, blah, blah, blah. She publicly said, okay, anybody who is, who likes what the majority delegation is doing, stand up. And you just, you hear the crowd go, you know, st- go ahead, stand up if you dare, and things you can hear that. And we're we're playing, we play that earlier in the show. Um, it was really that was really especially egregious in in my view. It was it was it was almost meant to, you know, that you have an hour and a half of them calling the school board all of these names, and then they say, now who supports them? Right. It was dangerous, and and. You really got to understand the dynamics of that. So the Republicans in the House delegation decided, but we're really not going to speak during this because we know what it is. We're there because we want to show that we support parents and children, et cetera, and we're not scared of this issue. We're going to show up. And what we all agreed we weren't going to speak. I mean, Joe had this one little question of how long has it been this messed up? And everybody yelled, you know, 40 years. But so they sophisticated enough to know how bad that answer is for their calls. But that's neither here nor there. So none of us really spoke. But Leon knows the way Senator Sandy Sands thinks, knew that she's basically a Democrat, and knew that if he let her speak, she would do something that is advantageous for their calls. And she did, and she she literally said, "If you if you support this school board, the Moms you know, for Liberty candidates stand up." Senator yes, for for you actually, okay. Mr. Chairman, um, I, I agree with the first with uh, Representative soon to be Senator Tedder that this is exactly what we need to hear from everybody. Um, it's been entertaining, and it's certainly no laughing matter, but I've been laughing and crying and everything else during this meeting. But I'd like to just kind of cut to the chase. Do you know whether anybody on your list or whether anybody here today is in favor or in support of the existing school board majority? you like what they're doing? Raise your hand. If you... If you like what they're doing, raise your hand. If you dare, if you dare, if you dare. If you Yeah, well, including, you know, people like Thomas Dixon, who were standing, sitting right in the front row, who, I mean, that guy, he has called on his followers to uh, assault me and my wife if they see us in grocery stores and church. Like, those are the types of people who who were there, right? right. And that's that's dangerous. It is. It was. Liberal stuff. And, and, you know, and I'm not going to be a part of any, I mean, I already know that there's a movement from the Democrat House members 
to write this huge letter to the governor and explain all the leftist grievances that they have mm. and the action on them. That that's not going to happen. I'm not signing anything like that. Um, this is this should not be about the governor uh, settling political uh, differences. Um, all I'm interested in is that the laws is followed, and mm-hmm. I do think that the problem at the top. I think that. The chairwoman uh, is having difficulty understanding what FOIA is and how to follow it, and that's her responsibility. And I was in the military, and when the commander fails, they usually step aside and let somebody else take a shot at it. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that that's an, an admirable goal. I think that the I think you're right about that, and I and I know you're not the only person who thinks that way. Uh, McKinney, the, the chair, a lot of people are saying that she needs to you know step to the side and allow somebody else to become the chair. Now, let me ask you one other thing. And again, I do appreciate you you know, taking the time. None of the board members that are on the majority side of the board showed up to that. And a lot of people, a lot of complaints that I'm getting from, from just normal everyday people who live in the area and, and activists as well, they're, they're having an issue with the lack of visibility. Like it, it seems like the majority board members are, are being, railed against in the public but they're nowhere to be seen they're not defending themselves yeah what do you um, say to I, that well uh, someone said that if uh, one more school board member would have showed up to that hearing that they would have had a technical quorum and you know i don't know i don't know what school board rules are and that sort of stuff we don't we're not bound by those rules as house members so mm-hmm. um i guess that's plausible but i also I've also heard that, you know, there's ongoing investigations everywhere and they don't want to get out front or, or misspeak. And it's just strange to me because if that were the case then the other board members, they've got no, they've got no problem being in front of cameras, calling press conferences, speaking to the media. So that kind of, that, that now the meeting with the whole quorum thing, I mean, that's, you know, that's some technicality. We can put that to the side, but, but not, not speaking to the public, not telling people what's going on. Like, and I'm, I'm not speaking for them. And I mean, I have, of course, and, and also encouragement for those guys. But, you know, when you're in the minority, you have less to lose. And I guess some of the majority think that, um, that these charges that uh, have come about for, for the superintendent are actually pretty severe and that everybody that's speaking now is going to sort of have egg on their face after the fact. And I know nothing about it. I mean, I've had board members try to fill me in. I'm like, no, I don't want to know anything about it. That, that is your business. Uh, my oversight is, is, is really just narrow scoped in that I want you guys to follow the law. Uh, but, you know, these Democrats are calling for all these other issues they want to be investigated. If, if I was going to be open to any other issue being investigated, it would be how did the two names get leaked so that they would be uh, dismissed or, or they would step away from uh, their application yeah. so that one guy could win. Let's investigate that, right? Yeah. And that was – I mean that was something that was called for before for the people out there that don't know. Somebody – leaked uh in this uh school district leaked the names workplace home addresses everything um of a couple of the people who are in the running for superintendent and in the end two of those people dropped out leaving eric galen as the only person left and magically he got the job And, and that was a very you know nobody ever fought for an investigation for that Somebody mentioned it one time and then it just faded away and nobody's ever cared since. So the guy shouldn't have been hired in the first place, but 
that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> well, the information leak was too technical to come from just uh, an observer. It was somebody on the inside. Correct. And so, sure, if we're going to open this up to investigating every grievance the left has, well, let's investigate that as well. Absolutely. Well, man, you know, I, I appreciate you kind of shedding some sh- some light on on the legality aspect of all of this. And, you know, I know you're running you're running in the Senate primary against right. Sandy Sin right now. So how can people kind of reach out and help you with that campaign? Yeah, well, I am the conservative option in this uh, in this race. I mean, Sandy Sand voted against our pro-life bill. She was the only Republican in either chamber to vote against Constitutional Carry with Training Act. She voted to raise your taxes. She's helping put, uh, you know, VFW cantinas and small pubs out of business because they can't afford their liability insurance anymore that uh, lawyers are profiting off of. And mm-hmm. she's an attorney, and, you know, I think we have enough attorneys in, uh, in the state Senate, and we need a few paratroopers. So I'm stepping up. Duty has called this. And, you know, one last mention on the school board i am not calling for uh, you know any action from the school board we have, this is a republic we have separation of powers and checks and balances and the school board should should uh they're the duly elected they should exercise their duties uh without interference and and matt lieber is not interfering with the school board's uh duties and responsibility what i want to see happen is that we just follow the law and that we have good leadership on the school board if that's possible and that's up for them to decide really you know so but my website is uh lever for senate and uh we, we're in a battle here she's going to have a lot of outside money a lot of the um, uh pro choice money and the anti second amendment money a lot of attorney money I, I don't know if these attorneys really support her they just want to give her some cash maybe she goes easy on them in court i, I don't know but we're going to we're going to struggle to raise as much money as she does uh, but we don't need as much money as she has because at some point her talking just helps me because <laughs> I am a conservative option. This is a Republican primary. So this is the race for the state. Everybody in the state is excited about it. I got people calling from Myrtle Beach to, to Greenville saying, hey, Matt, what can I do to help? So this is going to be the exciting race for the 24 election. And I appreciate all the support. Right on, man. Well, you know, thanks again for joining us. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thanks. So that was... Uh, Matt Lieber, District 116, and, and he was present at the uh, struggle session that we spoke about earlier. And and he's right. You know, there there were there have been some improprieties regarding FOIA law. And let me just kind of break that down down for you again. So FOIA law, a lot of people think that FOIA is just about, you know, somebody in the public wanting to get public records and you give them money. But it's it's way more way more than that. Give the state money and they provide you the records. This part of FOIA law says that if you're calling a meeting, you have to give, depending on the meeting and and things like that, I think this one is 24 hours notice and you have to put out an agenda. And anything that's not on that agenda can't be discussed, okay? Or that's a violation of FOIA law. And when they went in on September 25th to, uh, to this executive session to discuss this personnel matter that was apparently not on the agenda in the allotted time. So that is the egregious breaking of FOIA law that, you know, it's, it's important. Yes, but it's not, it doesn't really hold up to the idea of, well, it's obviously that that's, that's some sign of racism. They're, they're racist for, for this, like, you know, the left just throws, 
They throw words like racist and bigot and anti this and anti that, homophobic and whatever else. They throw all of those words at the wall, no matter what the situation is, and just see what sticks. And then they run with that. And, you know, Matt wouldn't say it, but I will. And community activists that I'm going to be speaking with in, in just a moment will say it as well. And we'll talk about it more then. But it's hard to get people to stand up for you if you won't stand up for yourself. There are a lot of people that I'm talking to, and I said this when I was just on the phone with with uh, with Matt Lieber, a lot of people I'm talking to, they want to fight back. They want to stand up for th- these board members, but they don't have any, I mean, they. the situation is very complex, very complicated, uh, very muddy. And when you only have one side of this argument blasting out to every media outlet, every press conference they can, every every social media leftist out there blasting all of this single side, the single side of this argument, and you've got nothing coming out of the uh, the camp of the majority of the school board, like why they got rid of the health advisory committee, why they took uh, Eric Galian's power to hire and fire certain people without board approval, like why they did that. When you don't have them coming out and speaking and answering and talking and telling people what's really going on from their point of view, it makes it really difficult for others to stand with you. So I, I believe, and you know, this is just a hunch just based on things that I've seen in my experience with these types of things. I believe that somebody is in their ear telling them to be quiet, probably a lawyer, maybe one or two of the board members who are a little squishy or a little, you know, fearful. Somebody is in their ear telling them to just stay quiet, let it all happen because they really believe that. I don't know what they believe. They believe it'll all work out. But I, I, I don't know. I, I said this from the beginning. It's we live in a world now, and Charleston is a beautiful example of this. It's not enough to be right anymore. You have to be right and loud about it. Otherwise, wrong wins. And that's what we're seeing happen now. Like it was never right for the city of Charleston to uh, disallow people from coming into their own city hall for meetings unless they showed them a vaccine passport. It was, it was always wrong for them to do that. We were right when we said that they shouldn't do that, but it wasn't enough for us to be right about it because they still did it until we got loud about it. So again, whoever's in their ear, this is directly to y'all, whoever's in y'all's ear telling you to stay quiet about this Don't speak up for yourself. Whoever is telling you that, they do not have your best interests at heart. And they do not have the best interests of the people of Charleston at heart. What's happening now is precedent setting. And if you're unwilling to stand up for yourself, you can't ask others to do it for you. And those others are more than willing to stand by your side. But in order for us to stand by your side, you have to be there. You have to be present. We can't stand by your side if you're in the basement. Do you see? Otherwise, we're all in the basement. So there's that. 
Now let's talk to community activists. He's in the schools doing conflict resolution with students, helping them apply for colleges. He's uh, working on a brand new endeavor right now with community gardening and got a brand new facility that they're using to to help kids and, and teach them. Just doing a lot for the Charleston community. Jonathan Thrower, also known as uh, Shakema Ket, he's got something very important to say about this topic, and I'm actually ex- extremely excited for this conversation. So let's go ahead and get him on the line. All right, y'all. So, so like I like I said earlier in the show, here we are with uh, Jonathan Thrower, also Shakim. That's how I know you, Shakim Akat. Yes, sir. Uh, you're a community activist in Charleston, right? Why don't you Why don't you tell us? Start off by telling us a little bit about what you do uh, for the community, especially for uh, the children within Charleston County School District. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, I'm shot Kim, man. You know, I've been working in the community long time, man. Years, years, years. Currently, right now, we do a lot of mentoring with our young students. We teach them career development, conflict resolution. We teach a lot within the district. Uh, we teach them basic skills on how to conduct themselves with job interviews, how to, you know, be able to, I would say, find things that they want to do to help them in their career path. We teach them how to resolve conflict without, mm-hmm. you know, killing each other, pulling out a knife, stabbing each other or whatever the case may be. Uh, so we try to really create another option for them outside of the destructive elements of society that a lot of times they choose to surround themselves with or they've been born into. So we try mm-hmm. to get them another path that they can elevate and and, and, and just change their mental their mental state. OK. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've seen we've seen a lot of what you've done and, you know, we've tried absolutely. to help when we can. Oh, and man, I, y'all have done you, you and you and your wife, man. Y'all have done. Y'all helped us out, man. So you've been you've been rolling. You whatever they they, they can say whatever <laughs> they want to. But Corey has put his foot down and helped, man. A lot of people there talk. Yeah. And they'll say things. But you've actually come through and supported and helped out. That's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. <laughs> I believe in, you know, the, the local communities. I believe in communities yep. coming together and and working through any any issues or differences that they might mm-hmm. have in a solution oriented way, right? Not not Absolutely. just pointing fingers, throwing Absolutely. slanderous claims around, name calling, all of that stuff that escalates situations into, you know, <laughs> to the point where people are like, "Hey, if you see Corey or his wife in church, you should assault them like that type of crazy stuff it's just wild but that's you know that's not really why we're here today you because of your work in charleston county school district over the course of Mm -hmm. years you have seen you've seen a lot and and you have a unique understanding of of the way that certain activists right uh work like what they let me let me tell you what i'm seeing right here and you you correct me if i'm wrong and you tell me you tell me how you feel Okay. There was a there was a situation where a, mm-hmm. a, earl, earlier in this year or maybe 
Yeah. Where somebody in the school district leaked a bunch of information, a personal information about candidates for the new yep. superintendent that right. led people to back out certain people to back out uh, right. because they were doxxed. I mean, if I'm going to be doxxed before I'm even getting the job and that leads to a bunch of emails and hate messages, I'm probably going to back out if not me Absolutely. personally, but if I'm a normal person running for superintendent, Absolutely. right. Fighting for that job. Leaving only one person, Eric Galian, to uh, to be the guy, and mm -hmm. they hired him. Now, you and I have right. spoken about this before. You don't think they should have? They should have completely gone through the whole situation. Again. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so uh, let me provide some perspective on that. Good job. So the thing is, there was corruption in a broken process, and I was able to. Um, speak to three board members who were actually in agreement with me at the time and a lot of people in the public because we felt like, you know, anytime you undergo a hiring process, there needs to be trust, transparency and open dialogue about who the individuals are, because mm -hmm. that's what was promised to us. Right. So we're not asking for anything that was illegal or we weren't asking for anything that was unethical. We were only asking for something that was promised to us. And they said the community have a chance to sit down and meet these three individuals and have some input on what it is that uh, uh, the decision that was being made. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there was a leak and we weren't able to have that open discussion and dialogue. Right. Uh, it was sad that only three school board members agreed with us. And since they were in the minority, then we were basically shut up and they had to go and they did what they wanted to do. So one of the things that really concerned me is I couldn't understand why, you know, some of the conservative school board members really wanted to go along with Dr. Galleon and what was going on. Mm -hmm. I really didn't kind of understand, but at the point in time, I heard Pam McKinney. She said, hey, this is our man. This is who we're going with. She got on the news and said, hey, this is our guy. Well, let me so stop I you there. Let me stop you okay. there because, because I okay. think that this is a very important uh, detail because uh -huh. what we're talking about now is kind of the the – the foundation that everything that's happening currently is, is based upon. Now, like mm -hmm. you said, some of these, what, the, what they're calling now moms for mm -hmm. Liberty candidates or right. moms for Liberty backed board members, they, mm -hmm. including the current chair, Pam McKinney, they were like, no, this mm -hmm. is our guy. Absolutely. Directly responsible for hiring this man. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. 100% so, correct. All of that, and that's a whole nother situation that that we've been mm -hmm. trying to get an investigation into about who who docks these people and and what led to this. And and like you were saying, it's it's definitely true that if there's an air of impropriety in the hiring process, then the only thing that will follow that that person once being hired is you know an air yep. of impropriety. So exactly. wh what's happened now is the 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 school chickens board, have come home to roost. Well, the chickens the, have come home to roost. Is that what you so the school board, they <laughs> called a meeting and then they mm -hmm. had, uh, you know, uh, an executive session and they decided unanimously decided to investigate some 
claims uh, a formal complaint of wrongdoing into mm-hmm. Galian, and then a majority voted to put him on administrative leave with pay. So yeah. after that happened, you know, there were some FOIA law issues, and we've talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. But what we're seeing is the school board and some uh, the the minority members of the school board like the the democrat members the leftist right. members and leftist activists are going into the news and just screaming mm-hmm. that all of these other members are racist and that's why mm-hmm. that's why they're doing what they're doing tell us a little right. bit about this well so i think and i'm going to say why that i believe it's not racism right because if you really, if you really, I'm with, with the superintendent, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, they were the ones who actually backed him. He, w- he was initially backed by these individuals. So if, if they were racist, he would have never gotten their support in the beginning. Just think about it. If I'm racist, I'm, I, I'm not going to hire you to begin with because I just don't like black people. Yeah, so just to when do you what? Around, to fire you later? Uh... It, exactly. So if you really want to say it's racism, then why did you hire him in the first place? If he was black, you already knew that. It wasn't like he changed colors. <laughs> it wasn't like he changed colors like later on down, down the line. He was black when they first hired him. And like I said, I mean, the chairwoman got up and said, hey, this is our man. This is who we're going with. She got on Live 5 News, gave him a vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, now for you to come back and say racism is kind of hypocritical because if they're racist, they would have never hired him in the first place because he was black. So why do you think they're doing this? Why do you think that that's the the thing that that the various members of the school board and leftist activists in the news and even the media is perpetrating this. Why do you think that they're hurling this slanderous claim? Because obviously we know that, that using that terminology over and over and over again, there is a purpose Mm -hmm. and that purpose is harm. Yep. So this is the thing. This is the thing. They're doing it because at the end of the day, nobody's standing up and saying, no, we're not racist. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is the thing. If you find something or if you find a lane as an activist and, you know, you you, well, you you're one of the most outspoken activists in the conservative movement. You know, as an activist, when you start pushing people's buttons or you start pushing a button and nobody's pushing back, I'm going to keep pushing that button. Yeah. You're going to continue driving that wedge. Yeah. yeah, you're going to they're going to yes, they're going to just keep driving that stake. So if you don't have somebody that stands up and says, you know what, let me refute these claims of racism by talking about. No, we didn't. It's not racism. It's because ABCD and they start outlining their reasons why. If nobody's doing that, then, of course, what you're going to keep doing, you're going to say, well, because it's racist because you, y'all aren't you know, you didn't say nothing. You're not saying yeah. it's not. So if nobody's saying it's not racist and they already making that, that's one of the most strongest claims that you could ever levy against somebody. And if it goes unchecked, it's going to be one of the most effective means of publicly smearing somebody or getting them uh, out of office or whatever the case may be. It's the right. race card is one of the most popular cards that's pulled in the art of strategy of war. And, and, you so, know, it's, it's not even okay. necessarily, it's, it's not 
it's not that we're calling on the school board members. One of the school board members that they're talking this way about is a is a black lady, Carlotta Bailey. Right. So you know right. that's weird to me. But but right. on top of that, it's not that we're saying, you know, we're not saying come out and say you're not racist. That's not what we're saying. We're saying right. come out and tell us why you made these decisions so that those baseless claims aren't the, the be all end all in the media. Why? Right. Why are you doing this? Why are you just standing right. silent? You said something, right. you said something uh, on a post that I saw earlier. You said, you said something about an organized lie. T- tell me that. What was right. that? An organized lie beats the unorganized truth. So regardless of whether it's a lie or not, if you're organized, that sense of organization and unity is enough to defeat a lie, especially, I mean, the truth, even if that truth, you could have the truth, but if it's unorganized, they're going to beat it with the organization. And if you notice the left, they're effectively organizing right now. They're the minority, but guess what they're doing? They, their support, the activists are coming behind the school board members. The Mm -hmm. school board members are coming up, giving public comments and meetings they're going to the news. They're putting up press conferences. They're meeting places. That's organization. That's revolution. Mm-hmm. That's revolution. So no matter if you have the majority, you're looking at guerrilla warfare tactics being levied upon the majority and the minorities just picking them off at every move. They're picking them off. So you know what's going to happen? Anytime you have angry voters during election time, you already know what time it is. Yep. Active, it's about the energy. Voters. The active. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because so, these are nonpartisan so, races. So you're not even getting down ballot. It's all about the active support, not just the, the passive down ballot voting. It's extremely right. important for these people to stand up and tell their side of this story Otherwise, yep. everybody on their side is left to guess and wonder and and question because they're not yep. they're not being told anything. And it's just yep. giving more ammunition to the liars on the left in this situation uh, to yep. say whatever they want. They can literally say whatever they want, say whatever they want, because yep. because they know that the other side of this issue, they're not going to speak up for themselves. So if you can tell. If you could tell these people one thing, if you could tell the the board members who have been, I mean, these these people have been working just relentlessly to get mm-hmm. inappropriate sexual right. content out of the school libraries, which is just rampant, no matter what anybody mm-hmm. says. They've been right. trying to get just egregious stuff out of the schools and focus. They've been trying so hard to focus mm-hmm. uh, energy and effort on gaining gaining more literacy in the classrooms more right. more mathematic ability higher test scores all of these things they've been trying to do with their vote but mm-hmm. i don't believe that that's enough when somebody is coming to destroy you you have to def- you have to speak out and give everyone else who's on your side right something to rally behind what what would right. you say to them if you could so what i say is let's do a little quick history lesson uh, previously, before they say Moms for Liberty had control over the school board, you had Coalition for Kids. Coalition for Kids was an organization that was backed by 
they say billionaires and the left was talking about the dark money mm -hmm. and they were talking about Ben Navarro and these mm -hmm. billionaires and they just created a whole narrative about the coalition for kids and their intentions to be against something because that's what rallies yes. their supporters right and Bam. this is their new enemy yes okay so what happens is because the coalition for kids was scared to speak they had no rebuttals mm -hmm. you know what happened they ended up getting thrown out of office and when it was time to campaign People started saying, hey, I'm not a part of Coalition for Kids because for so many years they were labeled as racist, racist, racist. And Remember when you had Cindy Bond? Exactly. You had Cindy Bond Coates. Mm -hmm. Oh, they just went on her. They got on Kate Darby. They got on Courtney Waters. They and say Courtney Waters is, they... is still there as a Coalition right. for Kids, but now she shifted. But yeah, continue, right. continue. Right. So, yeah. you know, you you, you had uh, Reverend Eric Mack. He was mm -hmm. a, a black man, too, who now they say, hey, he was back then, hey, the same thing that they're doing with Carletta Bailey, they did with Reverend Eric Mack. Yeah. He was a black man, but they said because he was Coalition for Kids, he was racist. Uh, they, they said the same thing, unfortunately, about Courtney Waters when they had uh, a guy, uh, I forgot, he was trying to uh, take over the schools in North Charleston with... Uh, 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 I think it was, uh, man, I can't remember the name of was it like meeting uh, reimagine something. Oh, reima that's right. Reimagine the reimagine. Yeah. And they were like, Oh man, coalition for kids. Da, da, da. So what ended up happening is because nobody from coalition for kids spoke up and defended themselves when it was getting closer to reelection, everybody wanted to distance themselves from coalition for kids because, <laughs> because they were effectively, cut off by the activists on the left right the same, if, if nobody speaks out you know it's going to happen to moms for liberty wash but, rinse repeat it's the same thing at What's least the candidates in charleston at least that at least the people at, in charleston will they will, they charleston. will vote them out yeah. they will they, vote they, them they, out they will, they will vote you out listen as much as i love al cannon the same thing happened with al cannon yeah they, it did actually. I mean, let me tell. Let me man. tell my. Let me tell my oh, listeners good. about that. Let me tell my listeners. Okay, about all right. That. So Graziano, right. Graziano, uh, the current sheriff of of uh, Charleston, uh, Charleston County Sheriff's Department. You know, the one who says we're, uh, you know, that they won't work with ICE and illegal immigration is fine. And we're a sanctuary city because of her. But she was running mm -hmm. a campaign of active support, and Al Cannon. You know, bless him. He thought the best thing to do well somebody was telling him that the best thing to do mm -hmm. is ignore her nobody's gonna beat you yep. nobody's but with graziano and and her leftist activist supporters that allowed them to start blaming al cannon for the may 30 riot that you know the mayor and mm -hmm. the city police were responsible for but mm -hmm. because al cannon and and the 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 republicans refused to even address the situation refused mm -hmm. to campaign refused to 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 speak out when they were being accused of these things graziano's active support and her support base grew and grew and it wasn't because she was right or good or the best choice it was because 
basically it was attrition. It was just Al Cannon refused to speak out for himself. He realized about two, three months before the election that that was the wrong way to go. And then he started campaigning, but it was too late. And that's the exact same thing. I believe you're right that we are seeing right now with the Charleston County School District and the school board. They're afraid to speak out. They're like, oh, it'll all go away. It'll fix itself. It won't, will it? Mm, mm. Cause you know what activists and you know, me being, you know, an activist and you, and you as an activist, you know what activists live for some of them, a lot of them. So they're not going to stop. Trust me. If they're getting a lot of motion and traction, activists don't stop. Their names in the paper. Live five news. (laughs) You're going to be every week. You're going to be on live five. Every week there's going to be a press conference Mm. every week. I used to do the same thing. I was down at city hall every single meeting why because i knew that i could agitate agitate the activists aren't just gonna just okay it's gonna blow over oh we won better back away now no no they're not republicans are they (laughs) (laughs) only republicans do that yeah exactly so the thing is i just feel like somebody gotta stand up and say something and like i said the problem is you got you know the the board members on the left, they're vocal, they're outspoken, they're passionate, they're angry, and they're fighting. But, you you know, you got to match fire with fire at a certain point in time. Yeah. This, yeah, this, this battle is not being fought in a boardroom or a courtroom. No. This, this is all a matter of public perception. This, yes. that is politics. Politics is politics perception i mean that's that's what this is and if they aren't willing to stand and and that's another thing you and me Mm -hmm. and people like us and all the people that follow us and believe in us Mm -hmm. we would jump at the chance to stand beside these people these board members we would jump at the chance to stand beside them but you can't stand beside somebody who's not there yeah you can't they're invisible we have nobody to stand beside Yep. You're not going to make a fool of yourself. Well, and and even beyond that, it's like, you know, if if you're not going to stand up, it's hard to stand up for somebody. It's easier to stand with them. Right. Right. You know, right. And if they're not that, that's what that's really what I want to get across is that like we can't we can't stand up for you or with you if you don't give us anything to stand for or with. Yep. Yep. Before we go, man, tell us how tell us what you're doing now because you just got a new property you're doing some stuff yeah, man. and i want to know how i want you to tell people how they can they can help in your mission. okay right yes sir so uh go to our website asafo.org asafo.org uh, we got a lot of things coming up. We got a nice car show that's coming up October the 27th. Ooh. Skids for kids. We're going to have some of the baddest cars, nice vehicles. Uh, of course, we do our conflict resolution in the school. Um, we have our um, our um, pop-up shop. Sorry about that. Pop-up shop where the students could come. Matter of fact, Corey. Matter of fact, Corey and Caitlin uh, donated. Yep, now that come to my mind. Yeah. Uh, Corey and Caitlin donated a bunch of soap and hygiene things and products. We don't like because, to necessarily I mean, talk about that, you know. It's it's, it's like that. It's right. it's 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 one of those things where a lot of people do that to in order to show people Beat that the they're chest, doing right. it. You know what I'm right. saying? But yeah, no. What what we do is 
we we do what we do because we we really want love. to just yeah yeah it's not it's not right. uh, the publicity thing so don't mention Absolutely. me how can other <laughs> what what can other people donate is there a list uh it's asafo.org is that it yes if you go to yes sir if you go to asafo asafo.org uh you can look at a a list of the items that we need for our pop-up shop Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of it is hygiene unfortunately a lot of kids in north charleston schools are living in poverty a lot of them sleep in hotels and motels you really be surprised uh so the thing is uh what we do is we work with a lot of the student concern specialists uh, guidance counselors and if a, and then even if we're in a school and you know you child you kind of smell them a little bit pull them and say hey you know we got got something over here you know yeah. um but yeah so i mean the, the thing is overall we want to help them to be able to that that helps build self-esteem and confidence when you know you you, you you're looking good smelling good and once feeling you good. have that yeah, yeah yeah you got feeling good you got that confidence then it helps you when you want to you know learn and get into things like skill building and career development so uh those are ways uh you can help out uh donations okay. whatever the case may be but uh we really we really are dedicated to helping uh the kids and just help them build career paths that will allow them to be more productive citizens in the future that's right and and you also you help uh you help students fill out uh college admission applications oh yeah oh absolutely things like that yep. too right yep. that's Teach part of the career building that. correct career building absolutely yeah. man yes. that's so uh-huh. big so big absolutely and i know you guys are setting up for some really big things man and absolutely you know, that's we see and that's that's the difference it's like you know that's the difference between going around and screaming about everything that's wrong and focusing on something that's solution oriented and being like okay where can yep. we make a positive difference and that's what you ever since I've known you, that's what you've done. And, yeah, man. you know, that's something that I really appreciate. I yes, really sir. Do. I appreciate you very much, Corey, man. I, hey, much love to you, bro. Much hey, love. Man. Whatever, you know, you know, I'm here. Yes, sir. We're fighting for the same things, my man. So, yes, sir. all right. Um, well, we'll all talk right, later, man. I think this is a great, yes, sir. great situation. I'll man, I think so, too. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Take care. Peace, bro. And so once again. You hear that it's a situation that so many of us want to support and stand with the majority of the school board in Charleston, South Carolina, who have been doing great things, have been accomplishing things that we all are begging for for them to accomplish. But there's some there's something being lost in translation where there's some gatekeeper or some individual or, or small group of individuals that are convincing those board members not to speak up about their accomplishments, not to defend themselves against slander, and to just stay silent. And that is never going to be a winning strategy. It never will. Guys, so many of us are out here for you. And so many of us are out here willing to stand with you. You tell us what you need and you join us and we are undefeatable. You saw that during the election. You know it's true. But the difference is that in the lead up to the election, you were present. You were there. You were with us. Don't pull the Joe Biden. Don't do the hide in the basement thing, please. And I don't mean this, please, school board members, because that's who this show is for right now. I appreciate everybody else listening, and I hope that you, you've you taken something from all of this. 
but most importantly, the school board members, this is for you. Please don't underestimate the power of the public when they support you, but also don't underestimate the power of the opposition when you refuse to stand up for yourself and keep us from being able to stand with you because none of us know what's going on or what your what your goal is, what your plan is, what you're doing. We can't blind trust is not a a thing that conservatives do. We need to know what we're fighting for. And in order for us to know what we're fighting for and standing with, you have to tell us what's going on and you have to speak out publicly. Guys, I appreciate you joining us. This is one of those situations that is so complex and nuanced. uh, It deserved a whole show. And we're in a situation now that's almost uh, untenable. It's the same old tactic, like you just heard, same old tactic, but it's got a new face. There's a new enemy. And that enemy is the quote, end quote, according to Sandy said, moms for liberty backed candidates. That's the new enemy for the left. And we have to stand together, but our elected leaders, the elected officials, the school board members, they're the leaders. They're the ones that have to initiate the stand. Don't forget, you can follow us, bigpatriotradio.com, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. I know tonight we played the show on Wednesday because we had some other things going on. But Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard at bigpatriotradio.com with an encore at 8 p.m. You can find us on Facebook. You just search The Overton Report or Corey Allen. I'm the one with the blue check. Uh, you'll you'll find us if you search The Overton Report. Follow me there uh, to keep up with daily updates uh, on geez, uh, myriad issues uh, in South Carolina, in Charleston, in Greenville, in Myrtle Beach, in Columbia, everywhere, as well as national and international issues. You can also follow us at theovertonreport.substack.com. You'll get our podcasts and interviews sent directly to your inbox, plus essays and articles and investigations directly to your inbox. Just put your email in at theovertonreport.substack.com. And then don't forget, you can also follow us on YouTube. Just search The Overton Report and X, formerly Twitter, at Overton underscore the. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Corey Allen, and this has been The Overton Report.